Hello from Bear and Kura, a podcast from the Land of Oz Information Services. I love you, Bear. I love you too, Kura. This is episode nine of the Bear and Kura podcast. We're going to talk about food. We're both diabetic. How does that affect our diets? Well, we have to watch our carbs, but that doesn't mean that we can't eat carbs. People think if you're diabetic, you can't eat pie, you can't eat ice cream, you can't eat dessert. When you're diabetic, you can eat whatever you want. You just have to keep track of it and take enough insulin for the food that you do. Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest misconception that people have. Yeah, I would agree. Even though eating lots of sugar is not good for us, but you're right. Just uh, making sure that you take enough insulin. I mean, it's still frowned upon that we don't overload on sugar because obviously our bodies can't process it like everybody else. But, uh, yeah. Well, and it, sugar is, is sort of an empty calorie. It means... You know, if you're trying to keep like a 2,000 calorie diet and you you eat all the sugar, you're not going to have anything left for the rest of your food. Yeah. Do you think we eat a balanced diet? No. <laughs> we kind of eat what we want. Uh, we don't follow the, I guess, the, the pyramid. I mean, we try to, but yeah, we don't eat enough veggies, I don't think. Mostly due to me. But I mean, I think we eat pretty healthy. It's not like we eat fried foods all the time. Uh, we you know, we mix things up. We try to eat on the healthier side of things, but it's kind of difficult with my work schedule and stuff like that. I think anybody could have a great diet if they could afford to hire a chef to cook for them. I agree. Vegetarian diet. I think anybody could do a vegetarian diet if... You had a chef to cook for you and make good vegetable meals. Yeah, and well, that's the thing. It's like you see people, the only people you see that are vegan are rich. It's, it's, it's because it's, most of those diets are expensive. You know, people with a lower income can't afford to eat that way because those things, even if you prep them at home, aren't cheap. And, and who can go to the grocery store every single day to get? Their food, unless it, you live right next door to a grocery store. That or rich people who don't have to go to the, rich, the grocery store and they can have people go for them, yeah. <laughs> like a, a chef that works for them. But yeah, it's just it's very difficult. But I, th- I think we do pretty well. We, we do okay for our situation, I think. Are you yeah. allergic to any food? No, no, I don't. I, I think I'm just allergic to sulfur-based medicines. That's about it. I don't think I've ever had an allergic reaction to any kind of food. Have you? Uh, I'm not allergic to any food that I know of. You hear a lot of people who say, well, I'm, I'm allergic to garlic or uh, I'm allergic to pasta or something. No, you're not allergic. If you eat it, your throat isn't going to close up and you're not going to suffocate. Yeah. Pe- people uh, they will say, I'm I'm allergic to garlic, for instance. They're, they just have a 
um, intolerance. Intolerance. Yes, it means they'll get an upset tummy. It doesn't. They're not allergic. They're, 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 it's not a life-threatening situation like people have when they're allergic to peanuts. Yeah. Well, your sister's apparently allergic to everything. <laughs> I'm, I'm not being gonna tongue say <laughs> anything to that. Not 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 one word. <laughs> What are your favorite fruits and vegetables, and which ones can you not stand? Gee, my favorite. Hmm. Well, I I like a lot of fruits and vegetables. Uh, I I like a lot of raw vegetables, uh, carrots, which you can't stand. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much everything on the vegetable tray, I I like. As far as fruit, I like grapes. I like gra- black grapes more than white grapes. Mm-hmm. Typically, when grapes are on sale for 99 cents a pound, we usually buy a bunch. Mm-hmm. You like cherries? Yes. You like apples? I like cherries and apples. Uh, we, we get them whenever we can. Yeah. As far strawberries. as... Strawberries? Well, uh, strawberries are a lot of work. See, I like strawberries, but yeah, you're right. They are a lot of work, but I do love fresh strawberries. As far as things that I don't like, I don't like hominy, which I guess is odd because I love grit. Hmm. And as far as I know, grits is just ground up hominy. That's strange. But I, I mean, it makes sense. Not many people eat garbanzo beans plain, but they'll eat hummus. Yeah, we love hummus. Yeah, I love hummus. But. I can't think of any other foods that I don't like. Well, uh, I'm, I'm sure you can think of foods that I won't eat. Well, you don't like peppers, per se, do you? Um, I, I don't like spicy stuff. It, it upsets my stomach. But, like, you'll eat red and yellow peppers. You prefer those over green peppers. I suppose, yeah. yeah. They, they have a nicer, about, uh, a less spicy flavor. How about cucumbers? I like cucumbers, but they don't like me. I'm the same way. If I eat a cucumber, I will end up burping cucumber and tasting it the rest of the day. I'm the same way. Exact same way. How about radishes? Radishes are pretty bitter. Yeah. But I, I mean, you've eaten I, I broccoli. Eat them. Yeah. You put broccoli, cauliflower, you eat all that. Whereas I'm more of the picky vegetable eater. I don't like many raw vegetables. Um, celery. I don't like carrots. Raw, I don't like broccoli raw, I don't like cauliflower raw, pretty much anything out there except celery I won't eat if it's raw. Oh, it just occurred to me, I don't care for cabbage too much. Yeah, that's Especially true. Especially like boiled cabbage. You do or don't? I do not. Oh. That's a that's a nasty flavor. Hmm. I will eat cabbage like in fried stuff, like mandu and... Egg rolls. Egg rolls, yeah. I guess in the vegetables, I will eat, like, leafy lettuce. I like spinach. I'll eat a lot of spinach. Corn. I like corn. I think that's I from think going up. I eat corn every day. Well, yeah, I mean, I grew up, my dad made my mom make corn with every meal, and I remember as a child, I hated it, but now I'm just like my father, where I could actually eat corn with every meal. And there's no nutritional value in corn whatsoever. I don't care what anybody says. There really isn't. Oh, uh, well, yeah, there there is, but uh, just cor- like corn from corn on the cob, 
you're not going to get much out of it. Yeah, it just flushes your system pretty much. (laughs) How do you feel about potatoes? I love potatoes. I love potatoes. Mashed, fried, baked. Anyway, yeah, I love potatoes. Mm-hmm. Red potatoes, yellow potatoes, out of potatoes. You can give me any kind of potato, I'll eat it. You make really good mashed potatoes. Oh, thank you. Learn from my mom. But yeah, I, I do love potatoes. Are your thoughts on a vegetarian diet? Kind of like what I said earlier. I could never do it. I like meat too much. But I, I just, I think it's a rich person's diet. There's things that just, I, you know, like today when we had at the lunch, I think they were offered a black bean burger. I just don't get that. I, they make these sandwiches that taste like beef. Why don't you just get the real thing and eat the beef? That's, you know, I, I don't get it. I know some people are restricted on their diet and they can or whatever, but I, I mean, to each their own, whatever they want to do. But I, it's just, it's not a diet that's for me. It's true that trying to make vegetables appear to be meat just seems pointless. Yeah. And expensive. It's real expensive. I mean, you get the ground beef for so much money, and then it costs five times as much to get a bean that tastes like the beef. It's just, it's just ridiculous to me. For, I just don't see the point in it. Why not just make vegetables in a better way so just eat vegetables? Exactly. But, yeah, it's just it's bizarre to me. Why do you think they call junk food junk? Well, as I said a minute ago, it has empty calories. Often sugar sugar is like the refined kind of glucose that your body can absorb the easiest. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have any bulk. It goes directly into energy and things like donuts candy bars, things that are pretty much all sugar uh, or sugar and fat that you don't get a lot of other essential nutrients out of. Yeah. Uh, That's my definition of junk food. Yeah, I would agree with that. Do Um, you think commercially produced pizza is a junk food? Yeah. I mean, it's per se. I mean, it's not, uh, yeah, I guess junk food over processed food, I guess. And I mean, anything really could be considered junk food. It's just really hard. I mean, it's, you know, I think most of what people eat on a daily basis could be considered junk food. But it's just easier to get and consume all this prepackaged, already made stuff than making it from scratch. Well, I remember when I was in Boy Scouts. You got a free subscription to Boys Life magazine. And this was in the 60s, maybe. They had an article about nutrition. And in the article, they said, because pizza has vegetables on it and meat on it and cheese on it and bread, it is like the perfect food. Hmm. I don't think anybody would say that now. No, 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 no. You'd be hard-pressed to find someone to say that. It just... It really was a perception of the 60s. Mm-hmm. Before we really knew about... or I guess before your everyday people knew about nutrition. Yeah. So I suppose things are, are better. Yeah. What about commercially produced hamburger? You think that's a junk food? Yeah, I do. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, all the additives and stuff like that. Like, if you go to Wendy's or McDonald's, I guess you can make a healthier burger at home when you know that it's 80% lean and there's not all the preservatives and flavorings added to it. I mean, that's one thing. But, yeah, if you go to, like I said, a Wendy's or a McDonald's or a Burger King, it, you, you never know what's in that, really. Well, you suppose they put chemicals and stuff in them to oh, make I, them taste better? I imagine they do. I mean, I can't imagine you know, they're 100% fresh. Uh, I just don't think the world works like that. I guess I've never considered that. Yeah. That That's, wow. I've just never considered that they might put chemicals in hamburgers to make them more palatable. Well, and that, and just to last longer. Their shelf life would be longer. I suppose that's possible. I've just never thought about it. Hmm. What about mass-produced sandwiches? Uh, sandwiches, it's all processed. Uh, you don't get perfectly cuts of ham and turkey like that off of the bone. To be perfectly circled, thin, I mean, it's, it's all, that's all mass-produced. Any kind of deli sandwich, you're going to get overproduced meat uh, with the gelatins and the number of dyes and everything like that. I mean, it's... Again, I wouldn't have thought about them putting chemicals in meat for yeah, a sandwich. Next time, look, look, when you buy a package of, like, prepackaged deli meat, go to the back and look at the ingredients. One of the first things that's going to be on there is water. And, and then probably it's, salt. And salt. And then it's going to be, you know, all these different additives and flavors and stuff like that and colors near the end to make it look palatable, I should say. There is a lot of salt in fast food. And I guess it's because it's a really, really cheap way to flavor something. It's flavor and, and keep it to last longer. It, it lasts longer when you salt things. True. And it's like brining something, you know, it's just, it will last longer. The shelf life is extended because of that. Well, I've just always considered salt to be the, the cheapest kind of seasoning. You can buy it so cheap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, I mean, a great big old uh, container for less than a buck. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And it's just, it's just, uh, but I mean, if you're really going to deli, like a true deli, you know that it's not. It's processed meat. It's, you know, it's, you should know that it's not the best food in the world for you. I mean, if you really, really wanted to carry your diet, you would make everything at home. So you would know exactly what goes in and out of your meals. And me and you don't have the time to do that. Well, even if I had the time, I don't think I'd have the patience to, to meal prep everything when it's, this is a go, go, go society where it's just easier to go pick up something. And you know I am about food. I, you know I don't. I don't know. Something might sound good in the morning. By afternoon, I'm like, mm, doesn't sound good at all. So. And you, you do sort of have this thing about you'll, you'll you'll think of something that you like, and then you want to eat it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like every every other day mm -hmm. until you get tired of it, and then I won't touch it again for months. Yeah. yeah. I'm very yeah. yeah. I, I'm not like that very much. Yeah. What about chocolate? Is that a junk food? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Uh, but I think that also has to be from being diagnosed as a diabetic at 12. You know, chocolate was bad. Any kind of sweet was considered bad. And, it, you know, it really isn't good for either one of us. Like you said, they're empty calories. They spike our blood sugar. 
and we can take all the insulin in the world, but it still makes our blood sugar skyrocket. But you're a type 2 diabetic, whereas I'm a type 1. So your body can get a jump on it a little bit quicker than mine. You know, I joke with people, I said, you know, being a type 1 diabetic, my pancreas hasn't paid rent since I was 12 years old. It's taking up space and it's not doing anything for me. Well, I think chocolate is a bit of an exception. It is sort of a junk food. But it also has, it has flavonoids. It has other caffeine things in it that aren't that that are uh, are less bad for you than other kinds of junk food. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think eating a chocolate bar, you know, as long as it's not like a something with caramel and nougat and all that, like dark chocolate. Dark chocolate's good for you. I mean, it's better for you than if you went and grabbed a bag of Starburst. Or, you know what I mean, that's, comp- yeah. you know what I mean, there's much, can- there's a lot of candies out there that are much worse for you. But, you know, if, if you're going to eat healthy chocolate, I would say definitely eat dark chocolate. And I do enjoy dark chocolate. Every once people- in a while you come across somebody who's like a chocolate snob. Yeah. Who will only eat the, the most expensive Which chocolates. is stupid. Which is, nobody we know has a palate that that's that that freaking clean so i hate when people do that oh i only eat it shut up and eat it it's chocolate <laughs> it's not caviar it's you know so sorry i'll get off my soapbox <laughs> well even caviar ain't that great no it tastes like crap i mean it's not it's not worth what they charge for no it, and it's, it's another it's a goose liver pate it's it's a it's an image thing it's oh it's no it's if yeah, if go- if goose liver pate was so good, everyone would eat it. They would make it cheaper so everyone could get it. It's not that good because it's just not that good. That's why I don't make it for everybody. Well, kind of like champagne and beer. I-, I don't care for either one, but champagne is not better than any other beverage. No. It's just perceived to be expensive. Mm-hmm. Therefore, people think it's better. Yeah. I think there's a lot, a lot of food like that. Well, there's a lot of marketing and image that goes on with it. You know, it's, you know, they have the champion of beers and all that stuff. I mean, it's... So, like, diamonds. Diamonds have no... Diamonds are worthless. Working in the pawn shop, if the beers ever released every diamond they had in storage, they would be worthless. And they are worthless. But there's an image that goes out there where, you know... If you want to show your true love, marry them when you want and get three months' salary. It's all a scam. So, yeah, it's, diamonds are pointless. <laughs> None of them are perfect. Everyone's, oh, it's a perfect diamond. No, it's not. It's been in the ground for millions of years. It used to be a piece of coal. Okay? So, yeah, I'm sorry to get off on that little tangent there, but I get to hear that crap every day at work. <laughs> so. so, perceived value in food is just like any other commodity, really. Yeah. Definitely. What about fried chicken? Is that a junk food? Yes. It's fried <laughs> in lard. It's breaded. <laughs> it tastes good. I'll eat the hell out of it, but it's junk food. I would have never... Put, if I had to make a list of the uh, of junk foods, I don't think I would have put fried chicken on it. Really? Now, if you want to grill a chicken breast, just grill it. That's one thing. But you're dipping it in oil and frying it 
and yeah, it's just it's tasty. I guess I've all. never considered greasy food to be worse than sweet food. Hmm. I, I know you don't care for fried food very much. It upsets my stomach really easily. But I, if I had my choice between boiled chicken and fried chicken, I would pick fried chicken. Oh yeah, everybody would. Yeah, boiled chicken's kind of bad. It's just yeah. But I mean, grilled chicken. I love grilled chicken. You can season it with things, and it's tasty. You know. But uh, yeah, I love fried chicken also. Interesting. So. Fish and chips. Is that a junk food? Mm, yeah, probably. And because another thing that's fried. So it's. It's like the fish version of fried chicken. Exactly. Yeah. And I, the French fries isn't much better. No. Yeah. It's just, once again, if anything's deep fried, it's not good for you. <laughs> but I see you enjoy French fries all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying I don't eat them. I, I'll get down on them, all of it. But I also know that it's not the healthiest food, you know. You put, give me a salad or french fries, I know that the salad's better for me, but I'm still going to eat the fries. Well, a lot of fast food places now, you can substitute, if, when they have a meal deal, you can substitute a small <clears throat> side salad for fries, mm -hmm. no problem. And I sometimes do that. You do. But I mean, if they actually did a survey of how many people do that, I guarantee the percentage would be small. Yeah, and... Is it really worth it for them to have them available? Well, I, I suppose the publicity of of having mm -hmm. that as an option is worth it to them. Yeah, to, to that's the reason available. they do it. It's when we offered you this, you could have gotten this. You could have made your meal healthier. You didn't have to get the fries. We gave you this other option. That's why it's there. I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you think you are a good cook? Not really a good cook, no. I do think I'm good at preparation. By that I mean I try to I try to figure out a meal that has a variety of things that the two of us both will like. Mm -hmm. And I try to plan it in such a way that everything comes out at the same time. Yeah. I try to figure, you know, the meat's going to take this long to cook and the salad's going to take this time, this time to make. And the vegetables, I, I can't run the oven and the microwave at the same time. So I put the vegetable, you know, in the, the microwave and then let them stay in there mm -hmm. while I cook in the oven. I'm really good at planning things out. But the actual process of cooking, I, I don't think I'm a very good cook. Mm. I've never had really any complaints. Well, do you think you're a good cook? Um, I'm. I think I'm a decent cook. Uh, I'm not good at like what you said. I'm not good about timing multiple things out. That's my downfall. I can't seem to do it. But I, I think once I once I set my mind on something, I think you know, if I get a recipe, I think I'm a pretty good cook. I think I have. Sounds silly, but I think I have uh, good cutting abilities on prepping stuff and all that. That's, that's usually your job. Yeah, right? I, I I take pride in that. Uh, but, you know, from scratch meals, like, you know, like just talking about like homemade mashed potatoes and fried chicken, I think that's pretty good. I think you enjoy that plenty of times. Yeah, you make the best fried chicken. So, but, you know, 
But no, I, I like, I think sometimes I get too big for my britches and I watch these shows on television like Rachel Ray and stuff like that. I'm like, I can do that. And then I'm over my head. But I, Rachel Ray, really, I don't think she cooks anything that's too crazy. Well, lately, we've sort of put an emphasis on let's keep it simple. Yeah, and it's worked out. Yeah, we get much better meals mm. when we keep it simple than when we try to do something elaborate. Yeah. I think that's that's a piece of advice I'd like to put out into the world. Just just keep your meals simple. Mm -hmm. And they'll be better than you think. Uh, what's your favorite type of cheese? My favorite type of cheese, I like them all. <laughs> I like Gouda. I like white American cheese from the deli. Not like the Kraft stuff. I like baby Swiss. I like provolone. I like mozzarella. I like sharp. I like cheddar. Pierre. I, I like. I love it all, but I think probably a smoked gouda is probably my my favorite. What's your favorite type of cheese? I guess baby gouda. We, we just got some the other day, mm. so that's on my mind. I also don't mind craft singles. <laughs> it's not cheese. <laughs> I suppose not. But it's not cheese. It's you have flat orange chemical and a plastic sleeve. Mo most likely, yes. <laughs> but I will, I will even just take one out of the refrigerator and and just eat it. Oh, I'm guilty of that too. But yeah, it's. <laughs> I'm definitely not a cheese snob. No, I don't think I am either. But apparently, I am. <laughs> Why do you say that? And they're just saying, naming all those cheeses, and you didn't even realize there was that many cheeses out there. I suppose. No, no, I. You're not a cheese snob. But there are people out there who turn up their nose. No. You know, cheddar cheese. I, I like. We'll get a block of cheese and I'll cut it up into biteable. Slices. Snacks. It, you know, that's better than a candy bar. Yeah, yeah much better. I, I couldn't possibly be a, a cheese snob, and I don't think I would let you become one. No. We we couldn't afford to be cheese snobs. No. Oh, one cheese I forgot the name was string cheese. Real Mediterranean string, string cheese is one of my favorites. Now, see, with the, I can't think of the name of the seeds that are in it. But, I, yeah, you see me buy a, a knot of that and go to town. Whenever we go to N&J, I normally try to buy. And you can have that all yeah. to yourself. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons I get it. <laughs> What's your favorite type of chocolate? Like I said earlier, dark chocolate. I love dark chocolate. I, I prefer dark chocolate over milk chocolate any day. I don't like dark chocolate that much. It's... It's kind of bitter. I was for gonna. Me. I knew you were gonna say that. I like a a nice smooth. You like milk uh, chocolate. Milk chocolate. Yeah. And uh, is milk chocolate actually a thing, or is that something that the candy makers just call? No, it? no, I think it is an actual thing. But I'm not sure. I'm not well versed on the history of chocolate. In cookies, I like white chocolate. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever just eaten white chocolate though. You've had, like, white chocolate Reese's peanut butter and stuff like that, peanut butter cups. You've never had just plain white chocolate? I don't think so. Really? We'll have to change that. I didn't that. even know if it was something you could get. Yeah, you can get it. It's good. 
It's good. It's very rich. Yeah, it does sound rich. So just like milk chocolate gets too rich, a little goes a long way. Whereas dark chocolate, it doesn't seem too rich. It doesn't overwhelm me, I guess. Do you like seafood? I love seafood. Yes, um, I know. But I like fried seafood a lot better than steamed. Mm-hmm. We do, from time to time, put fish in the steamer. And I love it. Uh, I, I don't think you love it quite as much. No, I like it. I do enjoy it when we make it with the rice and all that. I do enjoy that. Here in Kansas, it's hard to get good seafood. Good seafood. And that's why I'm kind of hard on seafood around here. I grew up on the ocean. So when they say it's fresh here, I know it's not fresh. And so I'm very picky about the seafood that I do eat because we're landlocked. And it's, yeah. Catfish is a no go for me. So that's probably the only fresh. Love, love, love the catfish. That's the only kind of fresh seafood that we have, which is not out of the sea by any means. So I just, I'd rather eat flounder, mahi, bluefish, swordfish, uh, any really, anything that's in the ocean, I will eat. Yeah. Except shrimp. Except shrimp. Well, the insects of the sea. Well, there's a story behind that, though, too. That's why. Tell me. Well, when I was in college, I went to a $5 pitcher, all-you-can-eat shrimp, at a bar one night, and I proceeded to drink a lot of pitchers and all-you-can-eat shrimp, and proceeded the next day to throw up shrimp for the next three or four days, and I have not been able to eat shrimp ever since. I just can't do it. So, I used to love shrimp. Can't do it anymore. I just can't do it. (laughs) And that was almost 30 years ago, and I still can't. It is amazing how a little thing like that can put you off something for life. Yeah. I mean, it's not rare. I've heard people have done it before, but it just brings back some terrible memories. <laughs> so, and I just can't get over that, that hill. I also see you eat tilapia. You seem to like tilapia. Yes. yes. And don't, uh, don't do it. Th- don't ruin it. I know what they do. I they, don't want to think about they, it. So stop right they now. They say that they put tilapia in the yes, tank to, to clean up clean after up the catfish. Shush, 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 shush. No, I don't want to know. <laughs> no, <laughs> tilapia tastes like whatever you season it with. So I put a lot of lemon pepper on it, and it's fine. But yes, I know what they do, and I don't want to think about that. So we'll drop, we'll drop that right now. <laughs> Do you like rare steak, or do you think it's disgusting? Uh, I I don't prefer rare steak. I like my steak medium. I don't think it's disgusting. I mean, to each their own. I'm not one of those snake snobs where if it's well done, that it's, why did you even bother ordering a steak? People eat the way things the way they want them. That's why you can order them the way you want to eat them. But um, it's just not for me. Some of my friends will actually probably eat a steak if it was crawling across the floor still, but that's just not my style. I, but I'm not here to judge someone else. Or, you so know, you don't want any blood in your steak? And- I, it, it's a, you know pink in the middle, that's fine. But no, I don't want it dripping, dripping wet with blood. Or, you know, I know it's not blood, but yeah, I don't want the juices covering half the plate when I cut into it. Well, I don't mind that. At all, and I understand that it has a higher iron content. When yeah, because you're not cooking it out; yeah. it stays there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably healthier for you, but it's just not the way that I prefer it. 
I, I just, yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it. Like steak tartare. No, I've seen people like get ground beef and roll open a ball raw and eat it. You're not going to catch me doing that. <laughs> that sounds to me like a good way to get a parasite. Well, probably 30, 40 years ago, yeah, but now all this stuff's so radiated uh, and cleaned. And I don't know. St- steak, you know, they're cutting it from the middle of the, the animal and, you know, it is seared on the outside. But hamburger has been processed and air has gotten into it. Mm. And uh, no, you should not be eating raw hamburger. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Hamburger should be, should be cooked. Yeah. Potato oh. salad, same problem. It's got eggs and oil and stuff in it that somebody has stirred up quite a bit and... The more you stir and the more you mix, the more chances you're going to get of something in there that's going to make your belly queasy. Well, yeah, I mean, that could go for any meal, though. And people tend to put potato salad out and leave it out for hours and hours. And that's a no-no. Yeah. Do, uh, do you ever take any nutritional supplements? Well, interesting that we just talked about iron because we both take iron supplements. And I believe it's because we don't eat enough red meat. Mm-hmm. We eat a lot of chicken, but we don't we don't cook steaks very often. Yeah, and we don't we don't eat out. We don't eat steak. Or how do I put that? We don't go out to a restaurant and get steak very yeah. often because of the expense. I take a few other supplements. Uh, as needed, um, I take ginkgo biloba because it's a blood thinner, and I don't think you take any I don't supplements think you... other than the iron. That's it. There are people who buy a multivitamin and take it every day, and I believe that that is just wasting your money. Back in the days, you know, when People got scurvy. Uh, vitamins were necessary, mm-hmm. but uh, a good, healthy American diet—you should not need to take any multivitamins. Yeah. E- even the trace amounts, uh, your your diet's going to get just fine. Mm. I remember talking to my doctor about that, and he said, "You're right. The multivitamin industry is pretty much a scam." Mm. Yeah, I remember it. Consider, or I took them for a while, and, I, and when I considered it, I thought, this is just um, yeah. this is just a, a waste of money that I could be using. Well, there's no advisory board that makes sure what's in there is actually in there also. True. I, I do, I take a fish oil supplement, but it is a prescription pill. And the reason for that is... Being a prescription pill, they have to pass FDA requirements, and you know exactly what is in there. If you buy those cheap fish oil tablets or capsules at the pharmacy, you have no idea what you're you're getting. I I suppose there are reputable ones out there, but I I don't know know, from day to day. The FDA is not monitoring that. Yeah. So I would rather... Save your money. Get the prescription fish oil than than the cheap ones. 
Yeah. Is there any meal that you habitually skip? Probably dinner. Well, I'm always good about getting breakfast, uh, lunch, but I always eat a late lunch, and then I really don't come home and eat a big dinner. I'll generally grab something to snack, and I think that has more to do with my work schedule. By the time I get off, it's, you know, get off and get home and settle down. It's after 8 o'clock at night, uh, you know. You and, just don't feel like having a big meal. Then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so then I'll snack or something like that, and it generally turns into a meal, but I don't think it's fair for you to, because there's times where I'm just not hungry, and then you go to the, the labor of making a meal, and then I come home, and I'm like, mm, sorry, I'm not hungry, and then I feel bad, so it's... And I don't want to make an elaborate meal, yeah. because I don't know how late you're... Going to be. How how long it's going to be before you can close the registers and everything. Yeah. And uh, I, I will often go ahead and eat something, mm -hmm. knowing that you're probably not going to be hungry anyway. But I mean, we're both good about eating breakfast together, and then we generally get lunch most of the time, I'd say about 85% of the time together. They say most people who skip meals skip breakfast, and that is not us. No, no. I, I have to eat breakfast. If, if I don't, it, it sets my day off in a bad, bad way. And even I notice if, like, we don't go out for breakfast, if I eat a bowl of cereal, it doesn't last as long as, like, a normal breakfast, but, like, eggs and... Well, because you're not getting the protein. The protein, yeah. Yeah. So... And I... Don't skip meals. If anybody who's seen my belly knows I have never turned up a meal <laughs> or turned down a meal. Practice a few pushbacks. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I, I have a seafood diet. You see it and you eat it? Yeah. There you go. Are there any foods that you associate with holidays? Well, I think the first one is turkey at Thanksgiving. Mm. But did we have turkey at thanksgiving this year i thought we had a yeah, ham we, no we had no we had turkey we had turkey oh yeah it was at my sister's we had ham for christmas this year i think people associate ham with easter that's what that i do other holidays i suppose hamburgers at independence day yeah fourth of july hamburgers and hot dogs yeah other holidays we don't much celebrate like valentine's day no Labor Day, Memorial be, Day. Memorial Day, Labor Day would be hamburgers and hot dogs, in my opinion. Because uh, they're all um, cookout holidays. Every year at New Year's, we get Super Bowl food. Mm -hmm. And we define Super Bowl food as the kind of food they put out at Super Bowl. Yeah. Cheese dip, queso, pinwheels, just basically junk food. And we go to town on that on yeah. New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that's, a, that's a tradition in our house. Yes. Yep. And then we do the same thing for the Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't recommend it. No. no. Once a year. Um, it's, it's expensive, but it's so, and it's not good for you, but it's so, so good. <laughs> it's so tasty. I mean, it's just, you know, and we don't have little ones to worry about their diet and having all the junk food, so it's just us. but. It's very good. I enjoy it. As far as other holidays, I can't. I can't think of any other. No, we named all the big ones. Are you an adventurous eater? No. <laughs> I, I, 
I'm not like you. You'll eat anything that's you don't have to cook. I I will not. Someone can make it specifically for me, and if I'm not going to eat, I'm not going to eat it. I don't care if it was Queen Elizabeth made it for me. If I'm if, no, I'm not going to. Yeah, I just I don't know. I like. I mean, I'll try things, but there's some things that are just a no go. Whereas I think you will try anything if someone puts it in front of you. Well, I believe that I probably have eaten about anything. Yeah. My previous partner, Kuma, was probably the least xenophobic person I have ever met. He appreciated other cultures a lot. He spoke so many different languages, I don't even think I could count. And he enjoyed the cuisine of people all over the world. And I learned to appreciate that. I learned to try everything. I didn't have to like it. You know, I didn't have to try it again, but I did try everything. Mm, that's even, honorable. <laughs> even stuff that I knew was spicy and was going to upset my stomach, I, I still tried it. Well, yeah, I, not me. <laughs> Very honorable of you, but now I could have do it. What um? What are the most unusual foods you have eaten? Probably the most unusual thing was escargot. When I went to Disney World, I had reservations at the restaurant in the castle, and one of the items. Well, well, let me say, uh, that was a vacation package, and. You paid one price, and you got your hotel room and non-alcoholic drinks and three meals a day, whatever you wanted to eat. So I had reservations at all the restaurants that I, I wanted to go to, and deciding what to eat was extremely easy because I would look at the menu, and I would find the most expensive thing they had on the menu. And eat that. And that's what I would order. One meal that I had was escargot, mm -hmm. which is snails. They take them out of the shell. They cook them in kind of a butter and um, spinach, mm -hmm. and then they stuff them back in the shells and serve it to you, and it was delicious. Oh, wow. So that's probably the most unusual thing. Okay. But I don't mind sushi curry, all kinds of things from all over the world. And I, I've tried them, and I don't really have any regrets. I suppose if you were an international traveler, I would worry about what you were getting in the local cuisine because of parasites that you're not used to at home. Mm -hmm. But... I don't have a problem with eating a food just because just because of what it is. It's different, yeah. Yeah, because it's different. I, and escargot probably was the strangest food that I've ever hmm. What's the strangest food you've ever eaten? Probably I tried uh, Rocky Mountain Oysters. That was probably the strangest thing that I've ever tried. Okay, explain what that is. Deep fried cowboys. Rocky Mountain oysters are deep fried cow nuts. Uh -huh. 
And yeah, once, only once, thank you for coming out, never doing it again. I just didn't like the taste. It wasn't even the fact of what they were. I just didn't like the consistency of them, the, the, the texture. It just wasn't my cup of tea. I didn't mind them when I had them. Oh, good for uh, you. <laughs> I, believe, I believe we had alligator that same evening. Mm. And I, I didn't mind that either. What about raw oysters? Have you ever eaten raw oysters? Uh, yeah, and another one of my, that's growing up, I, that's one of the things I just didn't. To me, and sorry if it's going to curse anyone out, it was like hawking up a loogie and swallowing my own loogie. It just, the consistency of it, just, yeah, no. People love them. My friends love them, and I don't see the the appeal to them, I should say. I, I don't know. But, well, I'm one of those people that love them, too. Yeah. I do like Do you like to, steamers? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But raw oysters, I do like to put lemon on them and let them sit for a little bit to just to kill any kind of parasites. Kind of kill it. Might be clean it. And, yeah. Yeah. Cook it a which, little bit. Which ends up giving a, a bit of a flavor that you wouldn't have gotten just the plain raw oyster. Yeah. But I don't... We used to see them at the Chinese buffet, but I haven't seen them in a long time. Hmm. Have you ever eaten any insects? Yes. Not on purpose. They were chocolate-covered... Chocolate-covered spiders. Really? But, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, that was in North Carolina. What did you think of it? Uh, it tastes like chocolate, and I just kind of, there was a few beers involved. <laughs> and, um. Was it crunchy? It was, but it was just, it tastes like, I mean, you really couldn't tell. It was just, there was. So I much ate, chocolate and high tiny I little had, I had two. There was a choc milk chocolate one and a dark chocolate one. And the, the dark chocolate one was almost, it was like, a, like when you get a, uh, an ice cream cone that has a, a chocolate crunch on the outside. Uh -huh. That's what it tastes like without the ice cream in the middle. But it was just weird picking it out after that. But it was it was like choo-choo swallow. Don't keep chewing on it because I didn't want to pick spider legs out from my teeth all night long. Well, that's interesting. That's something I have never tried. Really? I don't even know where you would get it. They had them in some place down there. It was like in a spice like where you can buy any kind of hot sauce and chocolate. It was like a boutique in the, this little shopping area that had them. Hmm. So, I've had chocolate-covered crickets. Mm -hmm. They're they're basically just taste like chocolate. Yeah. They are a little bit gritty and you, you do kind of wonder, you know, if it's a, a cricket leg that's stuck between your teeth. Mm -hmm. I've had Mealworms. Okay. Uh, they come in a lot of different flavors. Yeah. Ranch. Well, uh, in the, in the other countries, there are big people eat them. They're an excellent source of protein. protein. yeah. I don't know why they haven't gotten more popular here in the United States. Because we feed them to our pet lizards. <laughs> True. And I think I would only eat mealworms that were sort of like farm-raised, yeah. where you know they ate grains and... Instead of human uh, grains. Yeah, you, you don't <laughs> you don't want something that's been eating garbage. Yeah. You know, that, that you, you don't want mealworms that you found 
in the trash. Yeah. But uh, good farm-raised, they're sort of like Rice Krispies. Hmm. That, that kind of consistency. Hmm. And I didn't mind them at all. They're, they just seem kind of expensive. Mix them with sugar, get some melted butter and put them in a six-by-nine baking tray and you got some Rice Krispie treat. Just but, making sure they're not moving. <laughs> so I guess it's that time of the week. What is your favorite joke right now? You know what pho is, right? Yes. It's a, it's Vietnamese, a Vietnamese soup. Vietnamese soup, yeah. What do you call it when you go to a pho restaurant and you have to stand in line? I have no idea what is it. It's the pho queue. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. That was a good one. <laughs> All right. I guess that's enough about food. I hope everyone enjoyed this week's episode. This is Bear. And Kura. Goodbye. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Bear and Kura podcast, a production of the Land of Oz Information Services. We can be contacted via email using the address podcast at oz.com. And Oz is spelled A-W-E.